Friedlander. I've worn many hats in the dance world over the last 15 plus years and have created Dance Speak as a platform for people in the dance industry to share their stories and blueprints for success. So listen up and get ready to be inspired, learn something new, and get personal with the people behind the movements you love. I wanted this to be candid and as conversational as it can because we have known each other for so long. Right. So like if other stuff comes up, if you go on a tangent, that's cool, it's fine. Uh But I want it like that because, you know, if we have interview shows in the future for the dance world, they'll probably be a lot more cut and dry. Right. This, I don't have anyone to answer to. Right. So I'm like, let's tell our stories. Right. Your last name, Lundy? Lundy, yeah. I know that's your last name. I just never knew if it had a different pronunciation. Lundy, I guess. Lundy is French, so... Lundy? <laughs> I miss Soraya Lundy. Credits include, cover your ears, Soraya. We were just talking about how weird it is to talk credits. But yeah. Alicia Keys, Missy Elliott, Salt and Peppa, Drake, Daddy Yankee, J-Lo, Shakira. 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 <laughs> And the way that we know each other, I share that as well, is we met... (laughs) Blade Dance Entertainment. (laughs) We were 16. Yes. We're the same age, right? Mm Mm-hmm, right? Because so I remember, I thought you were older because you were so, like, just confident and great at dancing. And then, and this, like, fierce. And then I remember the day you were like, oh, you're 16 too? There's, like, no one my age. Right, right. I'm 29. I'm about to 30, 30. I uh, know, dirty. I can't. Actually, I actually cannot wait. Like, I feel like that thirty is gonna be my time for sure. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm like, oh, stress. Why are you stressed? Um, I don't. I think I'm just in a place where I just want to like do new things and create new things and just create a new lane for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, just over the old shit. Yeah. Like, what? How have your dreams? shifted and changed over the years like what was it like when you were 16 and then 20 I think I think it's just like wanting something so bad and then getting there and then realizing it's not that serious you know like these dance jobs you know it's like you work for this artist that you've always wanted to work for and then you're like "Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh no I want to be happy I want to work with my friends I want to do fly shit new creative shit I don't want to do whack ish yeah it's hard like or it is what it is sometimes you listen some people are blessed to be on very creative interesting jobs people they love and work so well with but a lot of jobs you might not enjoy the choreography you might not enjoy the people you work with you might not even be getting compensated well for your time yeah no i've worked too hard to be doing some whack shit and my parents oh my god they're like they're my big inspiration but like if I'm doing something that they're not pleased with, like, I'm going to hear it. You know what I mean? Like, I always say this as an example, like, being, like, a tree on stage, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you're hired to be a tree, right? And it doesn't even matter about the money, but my parents will not allow it, knowing how much money they pay for my education, to see me on stage being a motherfucking tree. Like, <laughs> my mom would be like, well, wait, what? We can't, you invited us here to see you stand there, like, as a tree? Like, <laughs> like no, that's not acceptable. Some people are happy with that, that though, like, and they will live their best life being a, a tree, <laughs> but not for me. I wanted to be happy with that, and I, I really struggled with that in L.A. when I finally was done with, like, school, and mm-hmm. I had been dreaming of my dance career forever, and then I just did not feel right in the belly shirt with the masses. <laughs> Not the belly shirt, you're so stupid. <laughs> I remember being at an agency audition, and this was, like, kind of when I knew when it was one of the turning points. I feel like I'm talking so much more than you. No, no, no. <laughs> so, right. no, 
we haven't gotten to catch up on this. No, stuff. I know. Please talk. I mean, everybody needs to get to yeah. know you as well. I mean, you're the, the brains behind this right now. <laughs> I remember being at an agency audition, and I had already had an agent, and so I wasn't green anymore. And I'm there, you know, all my makeup. I was ready, stretched, everything. And the agent goes on like a 10 minute rant, just talking down at us. <gasps> and we're stuffed in this room. They what? weren't even running it well. And I forgot. He was like standing on a table like high on himself and he's like and don't even bother auditioning of xyz and he was just talking down at us and i saw everyone else around me like okay okay like let me be great and i couldn't push myself to even do well i was so turned off by it and that's when i was like i'm not like and I'm, i was probably wearing a belly shirt <laughs> <laughs> the belly shirt you know what i mean i was like the fishnets do God. people still wear they do still yeah. wear fishnets yeah. It's like a thing. I mean, for me, I've never, like, been into it. But now I get it. Like, it's the whole, like, lifts your legs and, like... But I don't know. It's always been wearing fishnets for me. It just reminds me of, like, my jazz days, you know? Like, jazz, fishnets, character shoes. I don't know. I hate it. I danced with an artist for a while, and that's when the fishnets and spikes were really big. Mm -hmm. And he wore spikes and I wore fishnets. And... I got attached to him so many times on stage. Oh my like, god! Yeah, your rings, things are getting caught, and that's the worst. Doing it like in the middle of choreography, trying to like adjust, like oh, okay, oh, I'm down back, <laughs> trying to make it to your formation. <laughs> if you're on stage and you're wearing something that's um, like a bikini top, or sorry, if this is like TMI, whatever, a bikini top, and it's like going off uh, nipple, do you? <laughs> Do you do whatever it takes to fix it, or do you let yourself show? Um, the I think choice? there's a, a point or moment in the choreography where you can adjust. That's what I usually do. Like, I'll find a moment to make the adjustment. And by that time, the choreography is like, you know, I mean, it should be, like, second nature for you. So I would try to find moments. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if there's a turn, you turn, you fix it, come back, like, bow, you know? Is that inappropriate to ask? No. Okay. That's smart. Like, you need to be a smart dancer. Like, when do I go and pick up my bracelet that just fell in front of me? You know what I mean? Like, there's moments for that. Because I was was always like, okay, whatever. But I was watching a performance a couple years. Why do I remember this? A couple years ago. And there was someone, she was fierce. But she was wearing a top that, like, was not covering anything. And the whole choreography, I was like, is it going to go? Is it going to go? It started to go. I think it went. And, and she it left was, it. She didn't know. I think she left it for a while. Maybe she didn't even know. She That's what I'm saying. Know. Some dancers are, like, in the sky. Like, you should be focused. And I get it. Like, we're up here and we're having a good time. But it's actually not that fun. You got to be worried about your position, your staging, your costume, your hair. Sometimes it's, it's in your mouth. The artists, sometimes the artists know what they're doing. They're walking in your formation. Sometimes there's people on stage. There's so much to think about when you're on stage. So you have to be really, really smart. Like... For sure. What's been your craziest, like, stage what do I do moment? Or one. Um, what do I do? Like a moment, like Aisha Francis talked about getting literally stuck on stage while dancing with Beyonce. I think, like, her foot got stuck somewhere on the stage. Damn. I mean, I've had a couple moments, but one, I remember... Because sometimes, like, if the music is still going, you got to keep going. Right. You know, you can never just stand there. So there was a moment where we're, uh, my crew and I we were dancing for Christopher Williams. Is that his name? Yeah, Chris. Oh, my God. So old school. And we did Summer Stage, and he forgot. <laughs> this is, like, I forgot the name of the song, but it's, like, a, like, 
iconic song, like very old, like everybody knows the words to the song. The, I'm sure the, the crowd could have sang the song. And he forgot, I think he forgot, I don't know, we were with the live band and he missed the whole like first verse, which we had choreography to. And he wasn't singing the first verse. So we're, my crew were just looking at each other and I'm just like, freestyle! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, Marissa, go first. And she just comes out and she starts doing a leap and turns. Because it was like, it was weird. He was just like looking out to he the audience. Mariah Carey. Huh? He Mariah Carey. Right. But it's like, you know, we can't start doing the choreography because he's, there's no lyrics. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could have. Mm-hmm. But we all like kind of like stopped. Like, what, what do we do right now? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I've had a lot of moments where it's another time with Missy, I remember our first show, because we rehearsed so much, I remember the uh, half of the formation, which is the other side of the stage, and the stage right, um, the girls didn't make it for their, their quick change, and the song had already started, and we're, uh, my side is on our side, the stage left, and I think what naturally we did is we shifted over to the center and mm. did the choreography, and then, and then once they came in, we moved over. That's what I'm saying. Like, you got to be on here. You can't just be, like, moving on. Like, all right, they didn't make it. Let me hit my mark. Like, no, no, no. This is this is an entire team. And we work so much. Like, it has to be right. What's unique about working with Missy Elliott? Um, well, Missy's a part of the creative process, and, and that's really cool because she's always in the room, and she's always there, and she's watching you 24-7. She's, like, eyes on you. So, for me, that was really intense. Also, the rehearsals are really, really intense. So, you know, some people say, like, after working Missy, you can, like, you can do anything. So, yeah, that was that was one of the most difficult jobs I've ever done, for sure. How do you prepare for a job like Missy? Um, I trained with her choreographer, Cecil and Elisa. Mm-hmm. So I worked with them since, like, 17. And oh. I've been working with them, like, for so many years, assisting them, dancing for them, you know, building a relationship with them. I mean, they're also from Queens, so they're very close to, like, my parents' house. So I used to hang out with them, but... um learning their movement, you know, because I, I believe they still perform their material. Watching them growing up was always like a really big, big deal for me. And they also inspired me to becoming a choreographer. But um, I just learned so much from them, just creatively and also movement-wise as a mover. Like, I've, I've developed this understanding of, like, hip-hop and what makes hip-hop so special, and it's moving your entire body. You know what I'm saying? And it took me a while, and and, and it's not like they're rehearsing, like, move your whole body. Mm-hmm. They're just explaining, and they can... And this is how you know they're such amazing choreographers, because they can explain every single movement in detail and really teach you what it is that they're doing. And I'm like, wow. So I, I even learned a lot from them as a teacher, and it's, like, really explaining movement. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they move their entire body. Like, it, it's, it's weird, because everything now is very isolated, but it's, like, the head has a movement. Like, the, the everything, the expression, it's, like... Oof, they're so nice level. I never got to take from them. I remember yeah. always hearing their name, like, the whisper, like, really respected. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. They, yeah, they did a few workshops in um, in New York, and I remember, like, skipping school one time to go <laughs> take their workshop at Chelsea Studio. Yes. I had to. I was Stay like, in school, folks. No, yeah. No, but it's, like, once in a blue. I remember doing stuff like that, too. Or, like, leaving... I think I left early one day, like, LaGuardia, and, like, went to Broadway Dance Center and just watched a class. <laughs> They're special, so for me, it was, it was important. <laughs> it was very important for me to go. 
And then, like, physically, if you could make recommendations of how to prepare yourself for grueling long rehearsals, mm-hmm. what do you recommend for dancers? Sleep. Sleep, mm-hmm. sleep, sleep, sleep. I mean, I was sleeping, and it still wasn't enough. I was taking like Red Bull every morning which is so unhealthy but that was the only thing that was really getting me through those rehearsals and B12 we were like shots of B12 team B12 like it was because it was really intense like you know also to stretch you know make sure that you are taking care of your body that's really really big because you can pull something at any time and I'm looking right now into a lot more into like replenishments and what the recommendations are for athletes and so I'm realizing, like, I I would go, like, long dance hours or just, like, we dance full out. Mm-hmm. So I even when we took Christian the other day, <laughs> in, an so hour loud. in, my muscles, like, didn't want to work anymore. Yeah. And we're supposed to be taking in, like, carbohydrates at that right. point and right. certain things so our muscles can repair right. our energy levels. So that's my right. obsession right now. I'll get back to you on my findings. Right. What was your early dance training like? So I first started with ballet, jazz, like, the basics. And then African tab, you know, did all that, but just like local studios, and um, yeah. And then I was with this nonprofit organization called City Kids Foundation. You know, so many people went through it. Jonathan yeah. Lee, yeah, yeah, yeah. City Kids Foundation. What I learned from them was like professionalism at like fourteen. You know, so that was really good. Like, and if you didn't come, and it was just like a basic like t-shirt and jeans. If you didn't come to the show with your t-shirt and jeans, they'll send you back home. You know, and as a dancer, like, you have to be prepared. Even if you are provided with wardrobe, you still have to make sure your wardrobe fits. You have to make sure that, you know, your your fishnets don't have a hole in it. You can't just go out there, you know, because you're still responsible on your in, of your image and how you look, and especially if you're representing a brand. So I learned a lot about professionalism being on time. You know, we had to always be there 10 minutes early or 15 minutes early, I remember. And if you were late, like, you get sent back home, you know? And, and this wasn't a paid job. Like, we were just kids, like doing these performances for these different, like, companies and stuff like that. But we also were performing our own, like, original material. So now I'm getting back into that, like, you know, working on performing my own original things and, and, and collaborating with other artists. Because it's cool to work for other people and represent their brands. But, I mean, as you get older, it's like you're just investing in someone else's project. And it's like, it doesn't really make sense. It, for me, it doesn't make sense anymore. It's like, yeah, I'll help and support, but I'm not going to dedicate my entire life to your brand. I think for some people, it's like in their purpose to be that vessel. And I think for others, it's not. Right. You're right. So Absolutely. I, I agree. Yeah, that's something that I I completely relate to. Like, I have fun sometimes being a part of someone else's creativity. Right. But if that, I can't have it be my whole existence. No, absolutely not. Because you're such a fierce dancer, so I want to, like, you know, get, get a little bit more in what your training was like leading up to you right. booking and just um, being that person that shows up. It's crazy because, you know, I had all this training, but, like, now all I do is shake my ass, you know, I feel like. Like, especially with a lot of these dance jobs. <laughs> you're, like, not even dancing. You're just, like, shaking your ass and... I don't know. It's like, what the hell did I do all this training for? <laughs> well, so then tell me about twerking. Twerking. And Benji twerking. Oh, my God. Well, twerking, I, I mean, that's been, I've been twerking forever. Like, I think showing, like, my feminine side was always really important for me because I do have that masculine side and, like, popping and breaking and those really aggressive um, funk styles where you have to be, like, really strong. 
And as a woman, it's important to, you know, remind, you know, I mean, obviously I'm a woman, but to remind people, like, I can also be feminine and I still will smoke you, you know? <laughs> like, that's, I think that's why I would always, like, pull out, like, the twerking and the isolation mm-hmm. or something feminine, because I always have to bring it back to that. Because, you know, as a woman in this industry, you know, some guys don't even, and also, you know, growing up, like, I was very athletic, and I used to, like, run track and play, like, basketball and play all these sports with the boys, and they used to always be really upset with me when I was better than them. <laughs> so I think that's what happened. I think that, like, subconsciously, I go back to that. So when I'm battling or, or doing something really aggressive, I have to go back to, wait, I'm still a girl, and I'm still smoking you, and what? <laughs> I like that. I mean, I, what I found relatable is also, like, I'm a strong build. We have similar yeah, yeah, stature. we do. <laughs> we do. Can we dance together? Yes. Can we dance let's together? Do it, please. We let's can. do a video or something. Oh, my we God. We finally can. Yes. Like, we could never because of different reasons. <laughs> we, we're finally in the same place, same yeah. time. Yeah, let's do it. My let's heart just, I'm yes. down. I'm so down. Ah. And we could do, like, all these different styles, like a collab, like a, a combination of about styles. it yesterday. I'm so serious. Yeah, let's do it, girl. I'm so... Oh, my God. My heart is happy. Yes! And it's just for the, like, sake of art. Yeah, I know. I know. When I come out here, I'm always so inspired. Really? Like, in New York, I'm not... Like, right now, I'm not inspired in New York. I'm just like, ugh. But here, I can go to a show and be like, wow, you know, or see you and see my old friends be like, oh, let's do something. Or take Tony's arm and be like, oh, man. (laughs) living my best life right now so what's the new york dance scene like right now um well there's this studio called exvg which is a japanese owned studio and they um have only street styles that they teach at the studio and it's really 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 amazing like i love this space so right now this is like the new you know what i mean like it's keeping new york alive other than that like there's no like real hip-hop classes at broadway dance center um i mean there's perry dance like danielle and tweety teach there but it's just a lot of the younger kids that are teaching so i mean i mean i'm sure a lot of people agree with me on this it's just as far as training it's not it's not there unless you're going to the club and stuff like that but it's just so interesting because yesterday i was at tony's arts class and shay who was in the finals with rebecca at dance fight amazing from where is he from amsterdam i believe incredible was one of my favorite dancers there that night and rebecca but he took tony's class yesterday and he was incredible and tony's stuff is so hard and so much information but he was killing it in the choreography so just to see that versatility it was like mm-hmm. you know in new york it, i feel like if you have somebody that is battling or more in the underground world they're strong in that aspect but in the choreography world they're not or the commercial world they don't so here you get i see the you know the the how there's dancers that are super versatile and i really appreciate that whereas in new york the training is not really there so it's hard you know, again, like if you're going to funk box and you're going to jams, like yeah. you're going to be strong in that area. But whose classes can you even take to help you? Like, and then it's also really expensive to live in New York. So people are spending the majority of their time like hustling and trying to make money just to get by, you know, and was here. It's a little different. What's changed in the last 10 years in New York? And that's like, I've been back and forth. Everybody's left. (laughs) I mean, I've been around for a while, so I see the cycle of people Mm -hmm. that come in and they leave. And the cycle, they come in and they take my class and then they go to LA and they come and they, you know. So I've been through like three different cycles of groups of, you know, of kids that come in and train and then they go to LA. LA has had just, you know, they have like, I swear LA has at least three cycles a year. It's the craziest thing how fast, yeah. 
Wow. Because people come here. I think more people come here oh, for, for the dream. For sure. For and then, sure. like, it doesn't quite happen. And then they leave. <laughs> they leave. They're like, oh, wait. Let me go to New York. Because like, the competition in New York isn't that big. I mm-hmm. hear, oh, my God, there's so many dancers here trying to fight for one spot. I'm like, oh, God. How are auditions different? Have you auditioned on both coasts? Like, uh, Yeah. I mean, I went to an audition. The last audition that I went to, I think, it was Jason Derulo, like, last summer in oh. New York. And, I was, and after that, I was like, I'm never auditioning again. Mm-hmm. But, was um, it a cattle call? No, it was um, like an agency call. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not that many dancers in New York. So it's not like professional dancers. So, But um, yeah, and here I went to an audition. That's the thing. Like when I come out here, the energy and experiences that I have are amazing. Like mm-hmm. some people will come out here and have really bad experiences. But for me, I'm really like open and positive. So I attract, I believe, like really good vibes. So the first audition I went to when I got here was Pink for her music video, which mm-hmm. I am obsessed with Pink. I love her <laughs> so, so much. So I was like, I'm going to crash this audition. But I walked in and it was a dance cypher. It was just like just going in freestyle. And I was like, that, like that reminded me of New York. And that was a good experience, you know? So I was like, ah, like feeling really good. And what are, like, the stereotypes and things you hear about L.A. and New York? Um, just, like, fake people and, like, you know, but there's fake people everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, like, that's in New I York. I was warned. I was warned so heavy about L.A. Oh, God. But then I realized that the New Yorkers who liked L.A. were probably in L.A., <laughs> And the New Yorkers who hated in LA, hated both LA, were in New York. That's because of their and LA. that's because of their experience, though. Right. They just probably had a really bad experience. Yeah, it's, and it's gonna be two different places. You have to be open minded. Like New York and LA are two different places. They're two different countries. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I treated it. I came out here like it's a different country with a different culture. You respect the culture. <laughs> be open minded. But I still do that. I know. I know, and it's crazy. Some people think I hate it, and, and I like hate it here. I love it here. Like, yeah. what are we talking about? Hey, I, I wish I could really just be here. Like, I want to be here at least six months and go back to New York and come back another six months, like, mm. by coastal. Yes, and I want to be in New York more often because I'm here pretty much the whole year now. Mm. So, mm. <laughs> what do you think should be the base requirement for someone to call themselves a hip hop dancer? You have to at least go through, like, three different hip-hop styles. Like, you need to... The fundamentals, like, you have to... And you need to be able to freestyle. Like, if you don't have a strong freestyle, then get out of here. (laughs) Get out of here. Just call yourself a dancer. Or just... I don't even... Or don't call yourself anything at all. (laughs) Um, I hate when people call me a hip-hop dancer. I hate Mm. that. I'm like, girl, stop. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, she's an amazing hip-hop dancer. Whoa, (laughs) chill out. (laughs) I mean, even though I studied it, but I'm more than just a hip hop dancer. Mm-hmm. So the titles for me is is really is not is not cool. It doesn't interesting. Doesn't go well with me. If you're gonna call yourself a hip hop dancer, then you better be good in breaking. You better be good at popping. You better be good house. You know, you need to be lit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you need to be really lit. <laughs> and then if you're teaching hip hop, oh god, you have to be even more lit. <laughs> you gotta be more lit, like. The fact that Brian Greene can come into a class and just improvise and then do it backwards, like, you know what I mean? And that's the thing for me. Like, there's so many teachers and dancers out there that are, like, amazing. So knowing that you're following their footsteps, because if it wasn't for them, like, you wouldn't even be able to teach, you know? So it's like, where, how do you even meet or compare yourself to that? Like, Brian Greene is one of my biggest inspirations. So I'm like... 
you know, so for me, I put myself like, I'm like, you know, this man is here and he's my teacher. And it's like, for me to teach, it's like, you know, I don't know, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> so coming up in New York, I remember feeling like sometimes it was so strict of like what, how he labeled everything. I was like, whoa, I felt like mm. it was the dance police were there. <laughs> and I was, I wanted to be careful not to overly turn into that. Right. But then on the other side, I feel like everything's being called hip-hop. Right. And I'm like, how to, maybe better question, how do we honor what hip-hop is as teachers and creatives who also aren't copycats? I think to honor it, I think we just need to continue to study and, and get better. And I mean, especially if you want to become a teacher, like, like you, you should have at least some inspiration, like people that you look up to that you're like, you know, I honor them mm-hmm. and I respect them. And then you can continue to to express this to the community. Like like when I was taking Tony Zara yesterday, he talked talk about why not, mm. the B-Boy, why not? And I was like, yes, for these references, you know, for the people who don't know who that is and understand like, oh, okay, well, this is where he's getting his top rock from. This is where he's getting his style from. And it's like, okay, maybe I can find somebody that I look up to and then you can create your, you know, your vocabulary movement if you want to become a choreographer or a teacher. So mm-hmm. I really respect that because we have to pay homage to the people that were, that are here before us who are giving us the inspiration to even move. It's like Ceci and Lisa are the reason why I became a choreographer. So I cannot t- not talk about them. What's your creative process for when you're creating choreography? And is it different from when you're on a job and from when you're just doing it for your own Oh, concept? yeah, for sure. When you're on a job, because you're like, again, you're representing someone else's brand, so you got to be mindful of that. Um, and if they respect you and they trust you and they're like, do whatever, that's the best. Of course. So I love that's for me that I like to take on jobs where I have a lot more creative control. Because, I, again, I don't want to be unhappy. I don't want to be stuck doing something that's just whack. And what's your process like? So if I'm like, here's my album, I'm going on tour. Right. My pro- So my process is, one, you know, if there's movers, you know, getting a bit of inspiration from the movers so that I can develop and bring the best out of them to mm-hmm. represent something visually, like, aesthetically pleasing, something that's, like, amazing, you know? Because I feel like some people get a little in their heads and, like, this is what I want. But if you have someone that's not capable of doing that, not that you're not trusting them, but it's just... You know what I mean? Like, if I have a bunch of contortionists, we're going to do something with that, maybe fuse with something else, but I want to bring the bet that their their strongest technique out mm-hmm. on stage. Um, but really, my where I really get inspired is just from, like, going out and living and music and, mm-hmm. you know, vibing with people. That's, that's definitely where I get my, like, inspiration from. So, and then when you're choreographing for your own soul... Do you have a process or something? Um, it, it just depends on what I'm going through at that time. Mm-hmm. So if I'm like going through a breakup, you know what I mean? Then you're going to know. You're going to be like, what happened to you? <laughs> I remember one time I did this performance. Oh, my God. Where I like, you should like kind of like jumped off stage and they like caught me. Tweety was like, oh, God, what, what, what are you going through? <laughs> She's like, what's the problem? Like, oh. because I think that's what's so great as an artist to be able to share that and people to really know like wow, she's going through something, Mm -hmm. you know? And, like, the whole twerking thing, you know, I definitely was at a certain place in my life where I developed this whole, like, twerkography because I was definitely in a certain place. So I was like, okay, I'm expressing myself right now. (laughs) How do you feel when you see YouTube videos from, like, Europe of, like, packed-out twerk classes? I mean, they're lit. They're killing it. They're out there. That's the thing with Europe, like, Europeans. They take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. Like, whereas, like... 
here we kind of get over it and we move on yeah you know, like you know the twerking is great i'm still doing that but now i'm like all right i'm refreshed i'm just re-inspired from being here i'm gonna create something else or mm-hmm. something else to motivate my movement but yeah they're, they're killing it they're they're take they have taken it to the next level even like the flexing like yeah. the girls in europe g oh my god gianna she lives in london she's yeah. incredible and she's definitely one of those movers that have taken it to the next level how did you develop yourself as a dancer that does battles and do you ever get nervous like you never look like you're breaking a sweat ever <laughs> girl i'm so nervous really i'm always nervous Are you serious? Uh, yeah i don't know i guess um i guess that's just my thing to not show your demeanor you know. <laughs> is always like oh she was born battling <laughs> okay no i know like a lot of people said that they're like you're really good but i always hated battling it was just this thing that just happened it was kind of like I think I was like really forced into it because uh. going to the house dance conference mm-hmm. like that scene they force you like you have to prove yourself you know and I remember going there and they would close the circle off oh, everybody now is very nice and I know Danielle Polanco she talks about this a lot it's like this oh it's cool energy like New York is very hard you know what I mean growing up there like you had to prove yourself you know and, and I appreciate that so much and I appreciate people really encouraging me to battle but I hated it yeah. I never liked it. And coming from the classical world and my teachers teaching me that competing in competitions was not the way. Mm. And also because you got to think about like the arts and what how that came about is during the depression, you know what I'm saying? And to entertain people and not to make money, but just to give people, a, you know, to bring light to people's negative energy that people were going through outside, you know? So competing was never my thing, you know? And to be judged, it's like... It's art. Like, why are we judging? Like, this should be free expression. Just do whatever you want. So for me, I never liked it, but I traveled and I, you know, definitely got a lot of recognition from doing it and respect. Mm-hmm. So I do appreciate, you know, the fact that I, I did go through that process, even though it was nerve-wracking. Oh, my God. I think I battled... I battled, so allegedly there was a time in my life, I think it was when I was probably like around 19, mm-hmm. and with like with whacking and stuff. Mm-hmm. So Carrie from Carnival mm-hmm. let me know like a year ago, we're at a barbecue, and he casually lets me know that like I had met him in New York mm-hmm. when I was like 18 and mm-hmm. battled him. I do not remember this. I'm like, Carrie, are you joking? He's like, yeah, yeah, you were yeah. like doing whacking. We were wild and weird. First of all, there's a lot of things that I did that I do not really? remember. Really? would be like, uh, you know? and I'm like, damn, I was a goon. Yo, back in the day, we were both crazy. I we were out here like, that. what? Like, you know what I mean? We just gave, gave zero fucks. Whereas now, you're a little, you take precautions and things that you do. And what you say. Yeah, because back in the day, we were wilding. Really? I was wilding too, yup. I can, I can see that. I can see you battling Carrie, like, what's good? Yo, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. No. Yo, no, I used to be wild. I tell people what was on my mind back in the day. Like, like that shit is whack. Like, <laughs> so, right, nobody knows that side of me. And I'm not even, like, trying to hide, like, a side of me. They just, right. you know, know the grandma side. That's so funny. <laughs> um, But the only battle I, like, really remember was being at the house dance conference. And I think mm-hmm. I had just started whacking. So I was, like, figuring out how to freestyle mm-hmm. it. And Tyrone was there, and Archie. Oh, gosh. And there was one other person, I forget who. And they were like, 
like suddenly this guy with like a white beater and like a towel like, breaking it down yeah like he's going around i'm going around and then archie and tyrone are like in my ear like okay so you're gonna go back and you're gonna do this and i was like no but i can't they're like you're gonna jump on him and like all this shit i was going back oh and forth and that I love was that. And the battles and like, go, go do this do this like people i was so scared <laughs> Does that also happen? Is that like normal? People tell you what to do? Yeah, they'd be like, yeah, of course. You'd be like, yo, all right, hit the floor. She didn't hit the floor yet. You'll hit the floor. Like, people, I mean, that's the thing, too. New York, you definitely get that support in that, like, Mm -hmm. street world, you know? Like, people, if they believe in you, they're like, come to the practice, you know? You know, mock, you know, a sick, uh, crazy legs. Like, you know, these are the boys that have, have supported me in, like, breaking. And they're like, yo, come train, come do this, come do that. And like Tweety, Danielle, like mm-hmm. come here, let's train, let's do this, you know. And that's why I was like, oh, I super appreciate that, you know, that support. I miss that. I feel like when I go out, this is like so negative. Some, I had a recent experience in New York where I went out and I was like, ah, oh, this is home again. But sometimes I go out and I feel like I feel like people are practicing like this is the studio instead of just being in the energy. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's very like it is very like dance here, like Showtime at the Apollo, like. It does feel like that. Yeah. But there are scenes. I'm realizing there's scenes and there's, there's, there's some underground stuff that's going on out here. And, and, and uh, that's why I'm like, okay, I definitely need to be here a little bit. Yes, longer. you do. How are you always dressed to the T? You are. You always have a look. Are you one of those that you're like, no, I just threw this on? Yeah. I am. You know, I collect a lot of things from people. People give me things. My mom and my dad are like fashionistas. So oh. my mom, she buys me stuff. My dad is like, you would look at this, you know. So they, <laughs> you know, my parents are lit. Like, they're the ones. They're the fashion police, actually. And my dad has like a clothing line. So my dad is like. That explains but, it. Yeah, but I like, I just. I trade things. Like, I mean, maybe I, when I was younger, I used to go shopping, Forever 21 and stuff like that, trying to get looks, but fuck that. You're always in an outfit. What? You're always in an outfit. I'm always like, she's in an outfit. I, you know what? I just, I think I just kind of put things together. I like putting things together. Um, I've actually been living in a suitcase for like the last two months, and I went back home, <laughs> this is crazy, to move all my stuff out of my apartment in Brooklyn. Cause now I'm just like floating in the air. I don't know what's going on, but I'm just like. Are you still letting or is it? No, I just moved out of my apartment. I just moved everything. A two bedroom apartment, and I just was like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I don't know. But I went there and I was like, I'm gonna probably get some more clothes. But and I literally was like, I don't want any of this stuff. <laughs> like getting almost about to throw everything away. But I didn't. No, I I just put everything into storage. But it was interesting for me I definitely feel like I'm definitely growing as a woman it's, it's so crazy and I just like didn't bring anything else back I just went on the plane with my book bag came back with my book bag didn't bring anything else like just happy and satisfied with my suitcase I know right I'm like I'm growing up <laughs> I was listening to TED Talk podcast a long time ago and talking about minimalism and minimalism has, some yes. people like they found you're happier with less things yes I'm not up to that yet with all my crap in my apartment but <laughs> I yeah. feel like one day I might be on hoarding. I'm just I'm just having a really good time where I'm at right now. So that's why I'm like, I'm happy. So what am, why am I going to bring more stuff? Like, I don't need that. I love that you're in this, like, in this place and space. It takes a nice confidence yeah. also in life. How do you train yourself back from an injury? Um, I mean, you get, like, your whole, like, regimen, your list of things that you need to do to get stronger. You just have to be on it. For me, I don't like working out. Mm-hmm. I do not like working out. So it took me a while to get back because I just wasn't really up on my exercises, to be honest. 
and I just wanted to create. And I was choreographing and working on projects, you know, while I was recovering from my injury. And I was just happy with that. And then um, I think I just really like creating, and you know, I don't performing is great, but I don't know. It's just I'm, I've reached a point where I much rather be on the other side now. So you know, yeah, I like to dance depending on the project, but you know, so I wasn't really like I gotta get back and dance. I was just more like focusing on painting and drawing and doing other creative things. That's so dope. I didn't know yeah. you paint and draw. Yeah. I need to see it. Oh, God. <laughs> and I ask also because I'm trying to figure out the formula for myself. Like, I've been knocked out times, and then mm -hmm. I find I tend to go a 1,000% when I go back, and then I burn out or get burn injured. Out, yeah. So I'm like, what's that? What works when you go back and build up? Um, maybe you want to ease into it and yeah. like, not go so fast. For, yeah. I have to go at a snail yeah. pace with like building things yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. It took me a while. I think it was like a year. I was fully recovered. I think it, I did Dana's uh, Dana Foglia's oh. uh, performance for the Ace Awards, mm -hmm. and that's when I knew I was strong. But it's crazy because right before we were supposed to go on, I had this really crazy pain in my knee. I wanted to cry. I was so quiet. I was like, Oh my god, what the hell is happening to my knee? It was really sharp. I mean, her movement is really intense. You know this. Something happened right before we went on. It was really interesting. I was like, Lord Jesus, please give me the strength to, to perform this. And I think we were doing, oh yeah, one of her company members were doing vinyasa before we performed. And we just did like downward dog and then I felt this sharp pain. I was oh, like, but right before I got on, the pain went away. It was so interesting. Was it a religious experience? It was just so weird. I don't even know what happened, but um, but I performed and, and it, was, it was great. And, I that's when I was like okay I'm back like my oh, body is nice. back because you know doing contemporary like you're really dancing you know it's not like being in one spot or twerking like <laughs> that that shit is you're really dancing you mm -hmm. know like you're going full out how do you define success I feel like it's something that drives a lot of the industry and sometimes I don't know what it is I think it's happiness, to be honest. Happiness? It's happiness because again we fight so hard to get these things that we think that we want and then later you realize, yo, that's not what I want. <laughs> Just think about when you're a kid and you're like, I want to be a firefighter or I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. And then later you're like, yeah, you're like I don't want to do this. <laughs> I do not want to do this. And, and I remember growing up and going to these auditions and dancing and companies and crews and then later I'm like, I don't, you know, like me going to audition right now, oh my God, it's really easy for me to just walk out compared to when I was younger and I'm there like to the end, like fighting. Like, it's not even about, like, just winning anymore. It's just about being happy. Mm -hmm. For me, I mm -hmm. mean, I don't know. Some people are maybe satisfied being unhappy. I don't know. Complacent. I don't, I, like, I cannot. <laughs> My dark is so dark. I'm like, nope, nope, nope cannot nope, be nope, here. Nope, mm -hmm. But um, that's with growing up, too. You realize what you want and what you don't want. You know, when you're younger, you're just, like, floating and, just t and accepting these things. Mm-hmm. What kind of energies do you get from female dancers? Because you're independent, you're in leadership roles. Um, I mean, everyone has seemed really... I mean, here, I could just start with that since I've been here for, what, like, a month now. Mm -hmm. Everyone's really cool, I mean. But then I know, like, certain energy drives from certain things and certain people who are around, you know? So it's like they don't want to seem like a bitch or, you know? Mm -hmm. But, um... Like, in New York, though, growing up, again, it was really intense. You know, you had to prove yourself. You had to be out here, like, what's good, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. Female energy. I love women, so I'm, like, 
you know, I support women, especially black mm-hmm. women. You know, I'm like, girl, let's get it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, maybe because I do that, I get that back. So. Yeah. No, I, like, I feel like I've witnessed, sometimes that, and that's something for me to look into, I feel like I'm taking a seat and I'm observing things. Right. And I've seen it go many different ways with women in the industry. I've seen super support mm-hmm. and, like, beautiful, let's do this together. I've seen, like, talking, you know, what some people will call backstabbing, I've seen certain women sometimes step up, be powerful, and it's just taken the wrong way. Right. So I'm always curious, like, what's, especially with our leaders, what are our different experiences? Um, and then in New York, I remember growing up, you had to just be fierce so nobody would try to fight you. <laughs> but don't you appreciate that, though? Like, now getting older, and these, a lot of these kids haven't experienced that, and you've I'm experienced so that, and you're like, so important. It's so, I think it also informs your dance, like... And mm-hmm. I know that I can OD when I dance. Like, that's something I'm still learning, how to tone myself down mm-hmm. to an 80%. Mm-hmm. But, like, I can dance with a lot of fight and fire, and I, I, I'm proud of that because mm-hmm. I had to. Like, I went right. to house parties, and I remember, like, yep. like somebody was about to try to fight you, especially because I didn't look like everyone else. <laughs> and I was like, if I found out, like, I, if I'm confident in my dancing right. when I'm, like, on the wall right. or whatever, if I'm confident, it, it had me stake my, my, pit lane, my place there. Right. And I think it's a great thing to have, especially with hip-hop. Like, mm-hmm. why are we always being so aggressive? What does it come from? Right. I think it comes from that culture. Right. I feel like everyone should have to go and have, like, a bunch of New York experiences yes, so they know sure. why the dance is aggressive. Right. But it's different, though, I think, in New York, though. It's not every. It's very... It's, it's cooler now. Everybody's more chill. I think everybody's getting older. Grown. Everybody, everybody's grown. Nobody got time for that. Everybody's just, like, out here, like, whatever. Whereas now, dance is so big. It's like, mm. you can get a job just doing anything, like, now. It's just so, you know... Is there a moment that you just knew this was going to be your career? Um, yeah, I think I went to I went to Bernie's Johnson in Queens, and um, you know I always liked to dance, but I didn't think you know I, was, I think I wanted to be like an ice skater or something. <laughs> I don't even remember. Yes. And um, and I went there, and they were like, "You're special." I remember they had like this the special tots or something like that, like the super tots. And they, like, moved me up. And they kept moving me up. And I would take ballet. And they'd be like, oh, my God. Like, you need to go to Point. And I'm like, I can't go to Point. I don't even know what I'm doing. And, um, yeah, they just were like, you're special. So I was like, oh, okay. I guess so. And then that's when I, you know, and I was taking it, taking these classes. And I, you know, I started to have this love for performing. And then and I was like, oh, I, I can do this. This is what I want to do. That's amazing. That's yeah. beautiful. Oh. <laughs> Teachers, we need to be encouraging. Right. So I know you to have like epic adventures, I think. And I just remember that night, I don't know, we were out somewhere and it was late <laughs> and you had definitely had a full day and then you were like, Hey, you wanna come to Queens? It was like Carnival or something. No, it was the um it was like the night before Carnival. Like Carnival oh. Choreographers Ball? No 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 Oh Labor Day Parade. Yeah. Juve. Juve Oh my just as I'm falling asleep thinking about the adventures that went on in New York and how I'd be like in the Bronx waiting by a train station where no one's around 
And I was judging myself because I was like, I could not put myself in those situations anymore. But I felt like I had a free pass because I was like the age of the criminals. <laughs> I think we're just fearless. We're just so fearless. fearless. And then we go through these experiences, oh, like yeah. some people hating LA or whatever they hate because of their experiences. I don't think that's what happens. We, we get into these, like, these, we start to fear, and, and which is terrible, you know, fear is... age also, like, a function of getting yeah. responsible and, like, you might die. Right. Oh, my God, now I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, like, somewhere close to the jungle, and I'm, like, all right, now I gotta go. But it's, like, when you're younger, you're just out like here. Like, house parties, like, I felt like... Van Nuys. So, when I first came out here for a few months, I was saying... Oh, you're talking about here. here. No, here, I was living in Van Nuys. Oh. Girl, I was out here walking in the street. Uh-uh. Just, whereas now, I'm, like, I would not... No, I can't even walk down the block after a certain time. Mm-mm. But... But why was I, who did I think I was to be walking out here in these streets? And I'd be mad about it, too. Someone told me I couldn't. I'd be like, whatever, like, no. Right. I will walk. I will put on my bed. Right. Right. We were just fearless. (laughs) So I remember being like, you were ready to go to Juve and arrive at 5 a.m. And that's when I was like, Soraya does 24 hours plus. So what do do you put in your bag? (laughs) Oh, my. Put in my bag. Do you have, like, things in your bag for your adventure days? No. <laughs> it made me wonder what was in your bag. I was like, she had a backpack. Like, like, I, I don't know. I was like, does she have a change of clothes? Probably. Like, back then, I mean, where did I live? I probably lived in the Bronx or something. So I probably had, like, a toothbrush in because I didn't know where I was going to end what up. What would you put in your bag? I need to know this. <laughs> no. I have no idea. Because, like, the lack of things I have in my bag sometimes keeps me from adventure. Uh, yeah, I mean, you do need a, an extra pair of clothes, you know what I mean? Like, oh you know, you go out throughout the day. And that's one thing I know about being in New York. There's things happening 24-7, so you never know where you end up. So sometimes you want, might want to put a pair of heels in the bag, you know okay. what I mean? You might want to put some makeup because you might leave the house. Like, oh, I'm just going to go here. And, and actually, it was a warehouse party over the summer, and this guy had, like, pajamas on and dress shoes. And I was like, and I remember sitting on the floor outside of this, like, warehouse party, and he was like... Yeah, I just left to go to the store and I haven't been back home. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's like story of my life. Because you go out and you run into people, you run yeah. people on the train, like, yo, I'm going here, come through. And you're just like, all right, cool, let's go. <laughs> so you might want to throw a few items in the purse that you think you may need throughout the night because you never know where you're going to end this up. This is important, y'all. Okay. <laughs> um... It's actually been a really nice catch-up, but yes. I hope it's, like, entertaining for someone. But it will be, because it's real. It is so real. Is there anything that, um, and I feel like we're going to do this again, but anything that we didn't talk about that you're like, I want dancers or choreographers or teachers or lovers of dance to hear? No pressure. Um, If not, No, I mean, just to, to live their best life and, and to enjoy and to have experiences and to know the good and the bad, like, it helps you down the line. And just to not stress and be like, you know, if you don't get a call from a job that you wanted, there's a, there's a reason for everything. You know, mm-hmm. it just probably was not for you because something better is going to come along. So not to stress and just to live for sure. I always encourage my students to like go out and party. I always go to strip clubs. Like I go out. I get, I get really inspired at strip clubs for some reason. I think this is a confidence that women have because to be able to get that amount of attention on stage by yourself. Mm-hmm. Not even before they take their clothes off. Like, just to be able and to be that confident as a woman, I think that's amazing. And, like, because what you're trying to do is get people to 
throw money on you, you know what I'm saying? Where professional dancers can't even get that yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, what what are you doing right now to make me want to get you a check or to for, to, think, to think that you're qualified for this job? And there's girls that, like, just last night, I went to Body Shop, I told you, and these girls were, like, so into the music. I was like, yeah, they're shaking their asses and rolling around naked, but they're on beat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every little thing, like, even the introduction, they walk out and Ooh, like around the pole, like easily down to the floor. And then five seconds later, you realize her shirt is off. You know, wait, when did that even happen? Whatever. So just go out and just get, mm-hmm. be inspired and have experiences. I, lo- I love that. question I always like to ask is, it's 100 years from now, you're chilling on a cloud. What do you want to be remembered for in the dance world? Left field. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just someone that was fearless and just... You know, just I know having like a tour team in the beginning, people were like questioning it, and then now everybody's like, "Baby's working!" <laughs> like I want to twerk, <laughs> you know. And I think it's just me being like fear- fearless in that way, where it's like where people expect you to do this thing. Like everybody's like, "You, you're a you hip hop dancer, like you pop and you do all these things that we can't do and twerking, but you still can't do that." So what are you talking about? <laughs> like you know, and I just want to be known for yeah, just crossing those boundaries and taking risks. Mm. and how can people that's beautiful I don't want to step over it Um, thank you yeah and how can people follow your journey social media like my Instagram yeah basically let's do social media (laughs) so Lundy I like made it so Lundy S-O-L-U-N-D-Y and my website's ryalundy.com so thank you so much for coming here of course oh my god anytime oh my god I freaking love you (laughs) thank you for doing this this is incredible thank you for, for people to know like people's stories and because I you know for, to be honest uh, like even me growing up people are like you have to do this and you have right. to do that and you have to do this and it's like no you had to do that I don't have to do that I don't have to follow your path and people get caught with the agencies you gotta have an agent no you don't need to have an agent you know you need to wear this your hair needs to, oh my god I've gotten this from my agents for years your hair Soraya your hair I've been able to work and be just fine with changing my hair every damn day because that's a part of who I am. My The way that I look is how I express myself as an artist. So if I want to wear my hair, if I want to shave my head, if I want to wear blue and pink and orange, I'm going to do that because how I'm feeling. So there's no rules to this. It's art. It's not like you can Google how to become a choreographer. You can't Google how to become an artist, even though you know some people's paths are similar in, as far as recording artists. But everybody's path, Justin Bieber, he got on YouTube and like you know i think that probably was like the first break of an artist on youtube like that's but now it's different like everybody's journey is different it's art there's no rules to this you know i love that i'll leave it at that hey guys thank you so much for listening to our dance speak podcast for inquiries suggestions comments on your favorite guests or who you'd like to see on the show please email us at dancespeakpodcast at gmail.com that's d-a-n-c-e-s-p-e-a-k 